This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. Welcome back to another edition of Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. And here is a guy that you all came here for, Mr. Kevin Rogers. Well, thank you, Jonathan. This is a hot one. Uh, my man Kev K is in the house. Uh, you can find Kev over at growthbox.com. Let me spell that for you. It's growth, G-R-O-W-T-H, box, B-O-K-S, dot com. And uh, Kevin is a a growth specialist. Now, in direct response, we don't uh, recognize the term growth as much as they do in the in the worlds of startups and uh, SaaS companies. And so Kev's going to hip us because there's a lot of stuff we need to know that they're doing uh, that's going to really help you grow your business. And most importantly, this is what I love about what Kevin does, is validating uh, you know, the things you should be doing. And he's all about speed to validation. How quickly can you validate whether the things you think and kind of know you should be doing to, uh, you know, drive more traffic, drive more sales and grow your business? Are those things actually valid? How do you rate the activities you decide to spend your time on? Uh, and so that's a huge, huge game changer. So Kev, thanks for being here, bro. Yeah, Kev, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be here. Glad glad to be here. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. You wrote this great article recently, uh, and I'll let you kind of summarize it and talk about what it did for your business. It's a great example of sort of the, uh, the proof in action here. Sure. Yeah, so the article is titled the, the Number One Thing That Accelerates Growth Rate, and it's really gained some traction within the the startup and tech world, among other growth marketers. And really what the, the article lays out is this concept of speed to validation right? and the, the close link between speed to validation and a business's growth rate. Right? So the companies that can accelerate their speed to validation are going to grow much faster. So mm-hmm. what, what speed to validation is, is it's really a metric that measures how quickly you're able to go from idea to validation. Right? So validation means you have reliable evidence that your idea is either effective or not. Right? It works yeah. or it doesn't, and you have evidence to support it. And from the work that I've done and what I've seen with really the entrepreneurs and business owners who are able to accelerate their speed to validation are the ones that, that grow faster than anyone. Yeah. Let's talk a second about, I want to make sure people are clear, like what an idea means. Cause you know, we all think of ideas are as, you know, we get them in the shower all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so what, what do you, how do you frame and how do you define an idea? Totally. Yeah. So a, a hypothetical example might be, let's say you have an idea for running Facebook ads mm-hmm. to a specific Facebook audience with specific messaging, right? So you think that, uh, let's say uh, gain messaging is going to work better among millennials, right? So you have a specific audience that you want to run ads to with a specific type of messaging. So the faster you can run that test and validate that idea, the faster you're going to grow, right? And the reason is it's pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. The faster you're able to validate it, you're either going to be able to take advantage of that tactic for a longer period of time because you validated it sooner or you can disregard the idea and move on to something else that might be more effective. 
Yeah. And I just want to point out how huge that is. Look, I'm an artist type. And so I can sympathize with the type of entrepreneur who just wants to uh, act on the idea and sort of have that be enough. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's just not the way business works, right? Uh, I've been guilty of this, you know, many times in my career where it's like, ah, oh, I get all excited and I mistake my enthusiasm for uh, an actually effective thing. And if we're not measuring, and like Kev says, validating whether, you know, following up on those ideas uh, are something that's actually going to become fruitful, it's easy to just run around uh, chasing your ideas one to the next and looking up a month, three months, six months later and going, nothing news, there's no money. Where's the money for all these great ideas? I've been busy as hell, but there's no money. So this is huge. I just want to make sure everybody understands because Kev you know, specializes in finding quick ways for you to actually validate your ideas and know that uh, you're in the right direction. So, all right, Kev, so um, how do we validate? What's the quickest way to validate an idea? Sure. So really there's specific things people can do uh, to accelerate their speed to validation. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it, it might be worth mentioning actually sort of where this, where yeah. this came from, how sure. I discovered it. Yeah. So really, and I, I totally sympathize with where you're coming from. I'm, I'm that way as well, or was that way, right? It's, it's the natural thing we want to do as humans to just dive in and start building stuff, right? We have this great idea. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, it wasn't until I, I really discovered the concept when I was working uh, with one of Silicon Valley's fastest growing companies. Uh, and at the time, uh, Inc. Magazine actually rated them one of the, the top 50 fastest growing financial technology companies in the world. Mm. And I was working hand in hand with their growth team. And I got to see firsthand how they operated on a daily basis. Right? I saw the systems they had in place. I saw the way they communicated. And most importantly, uh, I saw the way they treated their ideas. Right? They had this, this skew towards rapid experimentation that really lent itself well to, to a fast speed to validation. Right? They, they weren't, and they really weren't throwing around any crazy secret tactics that were creating this explosive growth. But what they were doing was that was they were running tests. Right? They were following a process. They were running experiments. Mm -hmm. And they were validating their ideas extremely fast. Right. right? And, and there's, there's, there's a couple things you can you can do right, to, to get to your question there that help you accelerate your yeah, speed validation. Because my question is, that, you know, is this going to work for uh, like a one-man shop or, or a really small team, right? It's, we think of startups as having a bunch of money and backing and this huge team, but that's not always reality, is it? Totally, totally. It's actually, it's very applicable to, to smaller teams, one- and two-man startups, bootstrapped companies. It's actually more vital for those companies because you are wearing so many hats, mm -hmm. right? Having these pieces in place to make sure you are accelerating your speed of validation you're actually, and you are actually validating become critical because it's so easy to lose your orientation for, for growth in your experiments when you don't have these pieces in place. And so it actually becomes even more critical for, for the smaller teams. So Great. One, of the, you know, one of the first things that really needs to be in place in order to ensure a, a fast speed to validation is to, to follow a process. Right? So have a, have a way to really organize and prioritize your ideas. Right? Have a place to design and store each experiment. Right? And 
there's some tools that you can use. And if you don't have time to get those, those set up, uh, that's what I, I've actually built the growth engine workbook, right? It has the tools you need to, to build an ironclad process and anybody can, can get free access to that over at, at growthbox.com. Nice. Uh, so in addition to the, the process, once you have your process in place, what you want to do is you want to develop what I call minimum viable tests. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, what's the least I can do to validate an idea? Right? And it may not need to validate the idea completely, but what's the least I can do to get at least some evidence that this idea is a good one that I can then continue and build a, you know, a bigger test, a higher fidelity test? So how can I just get enough ed- evidence to, to roll it out just a little bit more? Mm-hmm. And then once you've run those minimum viable tests, and this is critical, I, I see a lot of people miss this, and this is where you know, the small teams, they don't have a process, so they miss this third piece, is mm-hmm. to run a, po- run a post-mortem. So when the experiment is done, come back to it and analyze the results, right? Mm-hmm. Figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a set of the five specific questions that I use to, to run through a postmortem. I ask questions like, did the experiment validate my hypothesis? Right? Mm-hmm. Why, or, why or why not? Right? What did we learn about the customer? What should we explore further right? and more? Things, this is really a, a crucial piece. It's what a lot of people miss. Uh, it's really where all the learning information comes from. Right? A sloppy analysis that's that's full of bias, or if it's rushed, or it just doesn't happen, yeah. it really taints your ability to get smarter and improve over time. Right? So that's that's what having a process and running yeah. through these pieces really yeah, does. Actually it using you to get it smarter. right, which requires right. follow up. Same with same with split testing. You know, a lot of people are proud of themselves. They set it up, they pat themselves on the back, they look at results, but they don't go. Okay, well, we got a clear winner for that headline. What's the next thing we test? Right? They just <laughs> go on congratulating themselves about a test. <laughs> it's 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 a habit. It's a process. It's something you want to become part of everything you do, right? And the more you do it, the more natural it just falls in line. Is that absolutely? Yeah, and your your decision making becomes more accurate because you have this right this archive of experiments that you've run that you can use as a point of reference to help you make better decisions in the future. Yeah. Walk, walk me through an example of this best you can, Kev. Um, I'd love to, um, you know, I want to talk about specific things we can test, but could you walk me through, uh, I'll give you a typical idea I would have and you tell me how I would, you know, use um, the growth engine to validate that. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. So, I'm in the shower, I get this lightning bolt of inspiration, and I say, well, you know what's missing is, uh, you know, business owners, uh, they don't really understand how to work with copywriters. And so I'm going to create a, uh, a course, um, and it's going to show people the five most important things they need to know to work well with a freelance copywriter and this is perfect because they it, they know they need it, and uh, it's going to revolutionize the industry, and everybody's going to be happier. So uh, I say, well, I'll start with what? What's the so? Let's just say I have that idea. You tell me the first thing I should do to validate it. Sure. So the first thing you do is ask yourself the question of what is the least work I can do to get some meaningful feedback. Right. A, a really reliable place to look to do that, and this is actually. In line with the process that I've followed with rolling out the growth engine uh, as a as a concept and as a process is Facebook ads. Okay. Right? So select some audiences on Facebook, put up a landing page, and start running ads 
with that value proposition, right? With what basically what you just laid out right there is your landing page. And you put that on and you start to see what messaging gets response, what messaging does not get response, right? You start to understand which segmentation is going to uh, be most interested in this offer, mm-hmm. right? And you can start to gain some meaningful feedback that's going to either tell you to scrap the idea completely, right? Or how to shape the next phase of the experiment based on what you've learned, you know, running Facebook ads. And that's something that you can, you can put up in a night and, and get meaningful, meaningful right. feedback so in a couple get, days. Let me get granular on that for a second, because you mentioned something, segmentation. What does that look like? How does that come into play? Sure. So is it, is it for business owners who do over a million a year? Is it for brand new entrepreneurs who are doing, you know, less than or around six figures, mm-hmm. right? What types of businesses are they in? Are they in financial type businesses? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they in direct response businesses? And so those are all uh, different criteria that you can use to build audiences and build do segments. I, do, I, do I do that by asking questions before, when they get to the landing page, like, you know, sort of like ask style, you know, identify yourself here and, the, and then, then I'm customizing the information or how do I collect that segmentation data? So you, you can do that. You can also do that right in Facebook's ad product. So you can develop some, some hypotheses around what audiences and what segments you think are going to be most attracted oh, I see. to this offer. Okay. And you can, use, you can use the targeting within Facebook's ad product and oh, create cool. right, distinct cap- campaigns so you know that this campaign is targeting this specific segment and you can see the response mm. from that campaign compared to another campaign that's targeting a different segment. Okay, so, so uh, one way to do that is I, I say, I, I set the criteria in the ad building itself and I say, uh, for this segment, I'm looking at businesses that are under half a million a year in revenue, then from half to one, then from one to two, Exactly. Sort of like that. Okay, cool. Exactly. And, then, and then so a simple tweak to the ad could be, hey, if you're a company, uh, you know, looking to break past the half million dollar a mark in revenue and you know that copy is part of the thing standing in your way, th- here's something you need to know. Something like that, right? Exactly. And, exactly. Okay, and, cool. And you can run that ad against someone who's doing around 100000 a year, right? right? Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. see the difference in response and see who's most interested, right? Who who sees this problem as a a painful problem to them? Yeah, very cool. All right, great. So that's I love that because uh, it, it, it's it's segmenting with no bias on the part of the end user. They can't click the wrong button by accident. They can't lie and say they're <laughs> in a different category than they are for whatever motivation they would have. It's uh, and so then you're simply measuring which group resonated the most with the offer itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And you can use a couple, a couple criteria to, to determine that, right? You can use landing page conversion rate. You can also use cost per acquisition. So how much did it cost you to receive a conversion? Mm. Right? And so you want to obviously skew towards the audience that's going to, one, be the most interested, mm-hmm. which is reflected in the conversion rate of the page, and also which is going to be the least expensive, to reach based with that offer. So you, with that criteria, you can start to start to see which direction you should move with this idea. 
Yeah, so it might be that it, it, I converted much higher on, on people within that $100,000 a year range, but it cost me a lot more to reach people who were over a million. And so I would then determine that that under 100K or maybe, you know, a different category is my sweet spot. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Awesome. I'm getting I'm getting educated here. All right. Um, Cool. All right. Take me to the next step. So there's a couple different directions you can go based on on what you are are trying to accomplish. Right. What you might do is uh, actually start making offers to that audience, right? Actually line up uh, a number of different offers to the, the audience that you've just developed by running the Facebook ads, right? Because you now have an email list of, of people who are interested in this topic. Uh, and you can also start to uh, see how they react to specific offers. You can use um, short one-on-one um, sessions, right? So you can write a quick email to get someone on the phone, have a conversation with them. Uh, in addition to making an offer, you're also getting valuable feedback on how that offer lands with them. Yeah, that's huge. Like the, what we call uh, the dialogue, right? It's in, you know, no better dialogue you could have than a, a 10 or 15 minute phone call to ask somebody questions directly. And I mean, you'll know at the end of that call how you can help them best and what they really want from you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a, another direction, and this is actually the, the direction I chose with with the growth engine as I was, I was rolling it out. Cause I actually uh, was running Facebook ads to, to validate, you know, which audience, which segmentation is going to be most attracted to, you know, a growth process. And once I did that, uh, I, I then took on the task of writing a, a full fledged article on the topic, right? I didn't even, I didn't even mm-hmm. start with the article, mm-hmm. right? I made sure that the topic was of interest to a particular audience. And then once I knew that I went and wrote, um, like a, a two or 3,000 word article that detailed the process and then shared it, shared it with the specific audience that had already told me they're interested in this topic. Mm-hmm. And with, once I shared it within a couple of days, there were a few thousand visitors to it uh, and people were downloading the growth engine. And that was uh, really where it, it got its first life in doing that. It's fantastic. How did you validate that idea before you writing the article? So I, I ran Facebook ads using the the process that oh, we just okay, okay, that okay. we just laid out there. Yeah, and I, I there's really a couple key points, right? You want to make sure that people are actually interested, mm-hmm. and what specific people are interested mm-hmm. in that topic, right? And then you can use that to write the post and then make sure that you're drawing from those learnings and you're promoting it to that same audience, right? To further validate whether or not this topic, right? In my case, it was the growth engine. In your case, it might be a copywriting course, mm-hmm. right? Is that topic actually of interest to that audience? Right. And uh, I'm sure the criteria varies per situation, but what's a, you know, a, a good uh, waterline on validation as far as say in the Facebook ad example? Sure. So there are, I mean, it varies across industry, right? It varies across audiences. Um, the conversion rates, you know, as a, as a baseline, you're going to want to be in the 15 to 20% range conversion rate for Facebook ads, uh, and cost per acquisition, uh, sub $10 is what you're looking for. 
um, if you can get it lower than that, even better. Uh, at the onset, right? That's with no optimization. That's just with, I have this idea and I'm throwing it out to the world, right? You can certainly do better numbers than that with some optimization. But as, as far as a sort of a benchmark that you're looking to surpass mm-hmm. to validate an idea, that's a, usually a pretty good starting point. Fantastic. Great. Well, this is great, Kev. So uh, I appreciate that because, again, it, it, it's different language. And, you know, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs, small businesses, or, or freelance copywriters. And I stress to copywriters all the time, freelancers, designers, whatever you are, you, you may label yourself that, uh, but what you really need to be is a marketing expert with that as a specialty, right? So, you know, you can call yourself copywriter. What you really need to be, if you want to get paid well, is a marketing expert with copywriting as your specialty. And if you don't understand how to validate and how to measure and what is the criteria for validation, then you cannot serve your customer, your client, uh, at the highest level. And, you know, when you understand these kinds of things, that's when you can start creating retainer deals and, and royalty deals because you're uh, able to set benchmarks that, you know, that are v- very valuable and, and they indicate whether the work you're doing is actually producing new money for that business, right? Uh, any business owner is happy to give you a percentage of new money. Trust me. That is the easiest sale in the world, isn't it, Kev, right? It's like, if, if I could increase your <laughs> revenue by 10 grand, would you give me five of it for the next three months? Yes, please, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so um, this is this is great. Okay, where can uh, where can people, and I know we just kind of scratched the surface here. You really go deep on this stuff. You are like the guy when it comes to uh, growth, growth engine, and now over at the growthbox.com is where people can dig in and learn more. Um, what, uh, you, but you've got a checklist, huh? You have 10 things, uh, that people need to know to just get started with this. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, over at growthbox.com is where, you know, we're diving deep into this stuff. Um, there is an article that's titled the, the number one thing that accelerates growth rate. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that post, uh, you can, you can opt in there for an expanded checklist that outlines 10, 10 specific things that you want to keep in mind. They're going to help you accelerate your speed to validation. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Cool. All right. So it's growthbox, B-O-K-S dot com. Also, Kev sends out a newsletter every Sunday. Uh, he's not going to be flooding your inbox with all kinds of craziness. But every Sunday, he sends out a uh, the Growthbox newsletter. And uh, it's really good. It's a cool little read. He teaches you one quick thing. Uh, and then he links to some other stuff that I always um, click on and end up implementing in some way. Uh, it's just always really cool. You got a great eye for for what's you know what business owners need, Kev. So, thanks for that. Cool, absolutely. I appreciate right. the kind words. Yeah, man. You know I'm a big fan. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing this. Thanks for getting us entrepreneurs uh, hip to what uh, how people are getting filthy rich in the startup world <laughs> and how we can implement it in our lives. And uh, Jonathan, that's it, man. Take us out of here, and Kev, we'll talk again soon. tuning in to another edition of copy chief radio if you like what you heard here and you want more go to copychiefradio.com.
This is the podcastfactory.com.